Before we begin another amazing episode of the Switched Up Podcast, just want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you by Podgo, our personal friends. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Guys, you're all home right now. You're quarantining. You're being safe. Dangerous times out there. If you want to make some extra money doing a podcast, you're going to go apply to Podgo. Here's how you're going to do it. You're going to go to podgo.com, podgo.com, you're going to apply, and then you're going to start making money on your podcast for something that you love to do. It is super duper easy. They could not have made it any easier. And guys, another episode's about to begin with the Switch It Up podcast. Tom Holland is Link. Just how far did Tyler get in Super Mario Galaxy already? And Monster Hunter. It's a big it's a big Tyler episode. The guy's very excited, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy. Episode of the Switched Up Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. My name's Tyler, and I'm here, of course, as always, with my co-host, Colby. How are you doing on this fine Monday, my friend? Not too shabby, I guess. Uh, just two two classes down, already in week five, I think. So, yeah, semester's kind of flying by, but still sucks, because we have ten weeks left, and still Zoom, but... Other than that, can't really complain. I've been playing some 3D All-Stars, of course. You know, of course, of course. Yeah, it's basically just about all I have to report on. Nothing really groundbreaking. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing all right. Hectic week, but uh, in the latter half, I should have a, a few seconds to breathe. Uh, I, too, have been playing some 3D All-Stars. Uh, this entire and The entirety of last weekend, I played it. Uh, I was about to say we'll get into it later in the episode, but it it's it's as advertised. It's it's three Mario games in one game, and uh, pretty cool. I, I'm having my fun with it, as uh, as you know, I'm I'm putting my hours in. So yeah, you're you're logging for sure. But yeah. uh, no other games we... really. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, before we get into uh, the Marman and all of his shenanigans, we need to talk about. Like something that we've been speculating and something that is near and dear to your heart. Oh, so, yes. again, this Tuesday, right when our episodes dropped, uh, Nintendo's mm-hmm. like, we're going to have a partner presentation on Thursday. I'm just like, great. So, great. we had speculated that a new Monster Hunter title would be coming out on the Switch, but it would be revealed what's supposed to be this week at the Tokyo Game, Tokyo Game Show. Yes. Well. <laughs> Slice well, of Japan's. Yeah, uh, there was a slight alteration in in the planning, and Monster Hunter Rise is coming out March 26 on the Nintendo Switch. 
along with a Monster Hunter series stories two that is coming out. Yes. This, there's a, is there a release date for that? Or is that a later date? Uh, I don't believe there's a release date for that. And if there is, I definitely did not memorize it. But so yeah, there are two Monster Hunter games coming yes. to Nintendo Switch in 2021. 2021, yeah. It was by far and away the best partner's presentation, which isn't saying much, but it's still the best. It had a lot so, of good content in it. There's, yeah, no, it did. It started with Monster Hunter, of course, ended with Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and then ended ended with a 15-minute Monster Hunter Direct. So, uh, and I know that there were some games uh, in the middle of that that uh, were very important to some people, uh, but obviously, I for me, it was just it was just Monster Hunter, and I just could not stop thinking about Monster I still can't stop thinking about Monster Hunter uh, now that I know that it is coming to the Switch. But uh, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is set to release March 26th of next year. So we don't have too long to wait, which is very good indeed. And uh, I was about to say, do you just want me to... Do we want us to talk about Monster Hunter a little bit, or... I have uh, I have Monster Hunter right here that I can read some stuff off of. Then we can further go off of. Sure, so sure. since Nintendo ahead. Life, uh, as stated before, Monster Hunter Rise coming to the Switch. Uh, the game has been described as a brand new take on the Monster Hunter experience. Players will need to team up and save Kamaru. Is that how you pronounce it? Kamaru Village. Kamaru, Ka- Kamaru Village. I think. Yeah. yeah. Kamaru Village from the impending rampage, harnessing the new wirebug hunting tool and enlisting the help of good. I don't even know. That. Palicos and <laughs> Palamutes along the way. So, just some just some quotes and description. The latest entry in the action RPG series finds players battling fearsome monsters and reaching new heights. Prepare to be transport transported to the colorful Kamaru Village with a new serene mountain local, where players will be players will experience unique culture and innovative hunting technologies. Using a special insect called a wire bug, hunters will be able to grapple themselves in any direction, making it possible to scale towering cliffs and structures. All combat within each quest are seemingly are seamlessly connected, allowing for players to explore the vast and ver- vertical landscape with no loading times. So, oh, um, here's the, so the second game that was renowned for Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Stories 2: Wings of Ruin was revealed to be summer of 2021. Yes, that's right. For, for more details, there there was a direct on just Monster Hunter, like mm-hmm. Tyler said earlier. I think it was just based off of... That was both. There was both. Yeah, it was they both. The first half was Rise, second half was Stories. 15 minutes of both. So, yes. Tyler, uh, the Monster Hunter man. Alright. Uh, what, what are you thinking? Okay, so I'm going to start with We'll we'll start with stories real quick because I don't have much to say on that. Uh, to my knowledge, it's a turn-based RPG based on Monster Hunter. I've heard that the first stories, and they're also apparently more story-centric than the main games. I mean, the main that the main games, at least World, uh, started to get into a bit more like deep story. But uh, from what I have heard from players of the first Monster Hunter stories, uh, it's a much more personal. Uh, story with more uh, memorable named characters rather than the, the main series, which is more focused on, uh, you know, uh, gameplay and con- continuous quests. But uh, it's kind of like I see a lot of people describing it as a Monster Hunter Pokemon because 
in in stories as opposed to regular Monster Hunter, you get to essentially team up or like form bonds with popular monsters from the games. Uh, so, you know, there's obviously a, a connection there. Our style looks pretty beautiful, to be honest. As far as stories too, like goes, it looks great. Uh, I'm. I might pick it up, but I honestly don't know if anything could tear me away from Monster Hunter Rise when it comes out. So uh, we'll see. But it looks very promising. I've heard from a lot of uh, commenters on on some videos that it's a good entry point to the series for those who are unsure about, you know, fully committing to the main Monster Hunter. Uh, But I've heard that it's, uh, you know, a very anticipated sequel to a game that many in the community beloved. So... I will be excited to see uh, how opinions on that game uh, evolve as it comes out. But, of course, what most people are talking about is Monster Hunter Rise, which is essentially Monster Hunter Portable 5th uh, in everything but name. Uh, in fact, the the producers of Monster Hunter have gone on record saying that they want to kind of step away from creating sequels with numbered titles so like monster hunter 6 or monster hunter whatever yeah they kind of give them their own independent identity yeah they kind of just want to make it so that they want to name it around the concept of the game so that it's easier for new players to hop in whereas like a title like monster hunter 6 would be kind of you know that might drive people away because they're like oh you know you have to play all these other games to get to this one but so that's the complete opposite of final fantasy yeah, Final Fantasy, what are we on, like 17? Six, I think 16, 17 16, I, I know that the trailer was just dropped for that game. Anyway, maybe we'll cover that at a later date, but Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, it looks gorgeous, honestly. Like It it looks like one of the better game games graphically on the Switch. It looks like it runs really smoothly. Uh, you know, you can see that it's a... You know, it's a Switch game. Like, comparing it to World is, you know, noticeable. But it's, you know, the graphics are still pretty crisp. Everything in this game is super Japanese-inspired. Like, the locales, the armor, the their home base, the Villages, character design, everything. everything. It's all, like... I mean, Monster Hunter is a pretty, you know, Japanese-inspired game anyway. But this game just kind of goes all in. Like, literally every aspect... Uh, so the visual style is certainly unique. Uh, it reminded me of a of a Sekiro or a Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima. Uh, sort of vibe. Obviously, those two being as well very Japanese uh, inspired games. So definitely, hey, I, I that is not a bad thing in my opinion. No, the so, culture's sick. Yes, and I guess we can move on to the namesake, which of being Rise, uh, where this is new for the monster hunter series uh, as far as i as far as i know um there's a new sense of verticality in this game they're kind of uh as colby said the main gimmick seems to be this new uh insect yeah the wire bug which looks like a a grappling hook that you just throw into the air but it doesn't need to latch on to anything you just throw it in the air and boom you're in the air you can also just free climb on cliffs and, you know, uh, terrain and walls. So a la Breath of the Wild, where you're very much unrestricted. Was, that was going to be my thing, is that everyone within the Monster Hunter community was so happy that it looked like that they the developers took a lot of concepts from Breath of the Wild and put them in this game. 
it definitely looked impressive just how the locations where the hunter in the trailer was able to climb around and how he was he's basically like wall running on the sides of cliffs like a like a ninja mm-hmm. and using his wire bug in succession uh to grapple up to high places uh it looks amazing like it looks so fast paced and there's probably going to be secret areas all over each of the different maps for you to find because the developers have said that they specifically made the maps around this mechanic so it looks to be a new experience for any monster hunter uh veteran and uh definitely going to be an exciting uh gameplay style for even new people coming in so that is also very exciting uh the wire bug also can obviously be used in combat so you can it's gonna be weird because usually at least in world getting aerial attacks with most weapons requires you to be in a specific location or you have to jump off a ledge or something like that but in this you can kind of just do it whenever you want so uh it's definitely going to feel uh different from world uh at you know coming from that game to this one uh they have revealed that the wirebug can also be used in combination with attacks with your weapons. So, mm-hmm. like the sword and shield, I saw that uh, there was a move where they it seemed like they attached the wirebug to the sword and just flung it around uh, in a radius, damaging everything in its path. Uh, I saw all sorts of cool stuff being used just dynamically with the wirebug in combination with the weapons. So the battles are going to be super... Uh, just acrobatic and crazy and i just can't wait to experiment with all the different weapons and see what we can do with them but they also revealed some new monsters for the game uh tetranodon great izuchi and uh there was like a there was a crane uh i forget which one it was called but it was this this fire breathing crane that had this crest on its head that it used to attack uh great izuchi uh attacks in combination with like two smaller uh izuchi which are little like velociraptor bird creatures with scythes for tails Uh, and then chitranodon is an amphibious platypus bloated (laughs) turtle thing yeah it's it's weird incredible uh we have seen that turf wars are coming back so monsters will fight each other in the world uh some monsters from Old games are coming back, of course, as well as for a uh, world because there was a Toby Kadachi. So that means that Monster Hunters, Monster Hunter, monsters from the last Monster Hunter game will be in this one. And they also revealed the flagship monster called Magnamalo, who is a fanged wyvern, uh, and he looks really cool. He's got some uh, some like Japanese shogun horns going on and some purple fire. He murdered a Toby Kodachi. I felt so bad, but uh, yeah, he is actually going to be one of the amiibo that's going to be released. With yeah, there's amiibo. Yeah, Monster I was about to say Monster Hunter amiibo. That Magnamala one is probably going to be the most sought after, just because Absolutely. of how insane it's going to look. But uh, yeah, there's like collector's editions. There's pre-order bonuses. Uh, layered armors coming back. Uh, Let's see. Oh, of course. The Palamute is a Mm -hmm. new feature uh, to the Monster Hunter series. So in Monster Hunter, you've always had your your little cat Palico companion. 
uh, your feline, and they support you in battle, and you can take them with you. Uh, but now, they've essentially added a second class of support animal in the form of the Palamutes, which are wolves and or dogs instead of uh, instead of cats. And where cat where the uh, the felines can are more support oriented, so probably giving you heals, uh, bu- giving you buffs to your attack, defense, your stats, whatever. Uh, Palamutes are more offensive based so uh you know they will attack it seems like they'll attack the monster uh, more frequently with you and probably are more focused towards doing damage but you can also ride on their backs just around the world with infinite stamina you don't need to worry about running out and you can use items while you're on their backs and i think the biggest thing is that you can now take two supports support animals with you on a hunt and if you're in multiplayer each of the four hunters can take one, which is nuts. Like, you're basically taking a small army in to fight monsters now. Because in World, you, if you had four people, if you had more than two people in a hunt, you didn't have any palicos. Like, no support animals whatsoever. It was just you. It was just the hunters. But now, you essentially have eight beings eight, yeah. going to fight one monster. And I'm really excited to see how that is handled mechanically because that seems like yeah, how it transitions su- that seems super chaotic and you can also have combinations so you don't need to just have a cat and a dog you can have two dogs you can have two cats which i don't know man that that in itself has got to be really exciting so i'm i think that's all the main things that i wanted to cover uh, all the main changes that i noticed all the new features that i saw so uh, I know you probably don't have much to uh, comment on, but as a, no, I was about to say as a as a person who's never played Monster Hunter, and now with this coming to the Switch, what what are your thoughts? What what are your first impressions? I thought it looked sick. Uh, I I've never really played Monster Hunter. I haven't played. Obviously, it was on Xbox before. I haven't played Xbox in years. But <laughs> no, I think it's definitely a great addition to the library for the Nintendo Switch, and just all the. All the fans that it has, and all the all the unique features that it brings, it's just kind of like a different genre that traditional Nintendo players don't really get a whole lot. So I think it's going to be highly coveted. I think Rise and Stories Two are going to be. You're going to see a lot. You're going to see a lot of downloads for for them when they release. And I actually am kind of interested in the whole world of it. Honest, uh, we're going to get more news on it. I would presume that I would assume this week. So, yeah, they did say that there will be more news at the Tokyo Game Show. So yeah, so, uh, I, so stealth I wasn't stealth news. wasn't yeah. entirely wrong. No, we were not entirely wrong. But so yeah, I'm gonna just tune into more news and just follow along closely. And you know, with 3D World and Monster Hunter in back to back months, that could be a devastating financially. So for me, it will. See. Yeah, for uh, you, if you decide we'll to pick up monster hunter with me then we'll see but it will suffer for i mean i was gonna say we got zelda coming in november mm-hmm. and then as far as we know we're pretty in the clear until march or sorry until february, february. because yeah and then okay. march yeah we'll see jeez i might have to might have to penny pinch a bit more uh, in the coming months but yeah, I believe that was everything I wanted to cover with Monster Hunter. Uh, I probably rambled uh, for a little bit, but I'm just very excited. Uh, I just 
And with Monster Hunter coming on the Switch, I'm actually not sure if I'll even have the need to buy an Xbox anymore. Is there any point anymore? I was going to say, is there any point? I mean, with the whole PS5 uh, presentation, people are already saying, like, oh, Xbox is dead, so... Well, actually, Xbox just bought... I know, yeah, Xbox just bought Bethesda. For $7.5 billion. That's... Holy shit. That's nuts. So now, yeah, Bethesda's a first-party developer for Xbox, which... That's something I didn't expect to see, but no, I didn't either. It was, that that like just happened. Yeah, that happened this morning. So it's something. It is. So but... yeah, we can uh, move right along for move right along from uh, Monster Hunter, and I figure we would take this time just to talk about how awesome uh, Super Mario Galaxy is, because it's all we've been playing. <laughs> that is true. Yes. So we'll move on to 3D World now, which has been taking up the. All stars. The uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Super Mario All Stars has been taking up the bulk of our time, and the bulk of my time within the game itself has definitely been devoted to Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even after all these years, uh, and now playing it in the current generation of games, it's still, in my opinion, the best Mario game that has ever been released. It just feels like a Switch game when you play it. It feels really like the motion controls feel yeah absolutely perfect. They like, feel great and just yeah I let you finally get like more games that let you use the motion control concept. I've been playing I don't I'm not nearly as uh, close to done as you are but <laughs> just going through the story uh, it's been hit the Good Egg Galaxy just hit me instantly with the nostalgia. Uh, all of it is just so great. I just beat I just beat the first I think I'm. Uh, What's the Bowser Jr. first boss battle? Um, Mega Leg or something like that? Mega Leg, yeah. I just beat him and got the grand star. Uh, Rosalina's very pleased. And yeah, so I, I completely forgot Captain Toad was in the game. Which yeah, this, I think this was this was Captain Toad's debut in Galaxy. Yeah, I completely forgot he was in the game and everything he says is funny. So It is. It's very good. So yeah, I mean, Ga- Mario Galaxy is just... It just holds up. It just holds up amongst the in the yeah. grand scheme of things when it comes as, to Mario games. It's pretty as, great. As someone who has completed the 3D All Stars version of Galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, with four stars uh, coming soon after that, uh, I, I say it holds up pretty well. It is. Are you gonna Are you gonna 100 it with Luigi? I don't know. I don't know if I'll 100 it because. I personally, like, I'll, I'll get as many as I can, but there are some stars in that game that are just just infuriating. Like the purple coin missions where you have to collect 100 purple coins uh, in each uh, galaxy where a purple coin mission is. Those are a nightmare sometimes, but I don't know. Like, I'll there's definitely, like, I blaze through this game a lot faster than I think my younger self could have ever dreamed of doing. <laughs> so I, I just, so I skipped, I was about to say, I, I was able to skim over a few, uh, a few galaxies. So, you know, I, I obviously have a lot of content left to, left to my, uh, my enjoyment, but as far as 100% it goes, uh, I might, but I do want to try and get a bit further in the other two games before I, commit to 100 percent. yeah so that's what i'll ask next um what are you more 
excited to play between 64 and Sunshine? Well, I've gotten about 20 stars into 64 already. But I feel like, and I've gotten, I haven't played Sunshine a whole lot because I kind of want to save it since it's the one that I have the least experience in. Yeah, uh, same. But I don't know, man. Like 64, even even optimized, even though you know we're, it's still probably one of the most influential games to ever, ever. be created. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like it as much as the other two, just because I feel like it's going to start to show its age a little bit, uh, especially in the controls. Like Mario is very much momentum based in 64. Yeah, very uh, much. It's very much momentum based movement. Some moves are can only be done at full speed, while others can only be done, you know, when you're just starting up running. It's it's a it's something that I haven't really experienced. Like even in the DS version, I don't think it was as uh, integral to Mario. And like certain moves that are super easy to pull off in the other games, like a wall jumper, actually pretty hard to do in sixty four. Why didn't they port over the DS version too? Well, I, I feel like we had this conversation before. It's probably because like you have Galaxy, you have yeah. Sunshine. DS version of 64. No. I don't think that would really fit. Uh, and even still, I don't know. I feel like there'd be... like It's one thing to port 3DS games, which they've already done with like Monster Hunter uh, Generations Ultimate, and I'm sure others that I'm forgetting, but... Yeah. As far as, like, 64DS was a, I think, a first-generation DS game. So... And, again... They just ported a 64 game to the Switch, so some may say that's irrelevant. But I don't know. I liked the 64 DS, but yeah, I feel like Super just... Mario 64 DS is 2004 release. Yeah, I think just from a, a market selling standpoint, uh, they probably thought that they could sell the original 64 since just because of how legendary it is with these other games mm-hmm. for a for a better uh, profit, or I feel like it's it was a better sales pitch in the in the pitching room rather yeah. than you know Galaxy Sunshine sixty four DS. I'm just saying, like the DS version looks way better than the Nintendo sixty four version, but it does. And I because feel the like, game yeah. the game feels weird when I play it. I play a little bit sixty four. It just kind of like feels weird. Yeah, I agree. That's I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I feel like i'm rambling much more today than usual but i i like i like the ds remake uh it added three more characters for you to play as yoshi luigi and wario i think a lots of new levels new mini games uh, a lot of the mini games i remember were touch screen based which again would be easy to replicate on the switch i think just because yeah. it still has touch screen i've had to use that for the handheld mode of galaxy a few times but I don't know. It was probably just a marketing thing, to be honest. Probably. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to start playing more. Now that I've kind of played 64 a bit, I'm probably going to start playing Sunshine a bit more. Uh, even Sunshine, like, I'm still trying to get used to the flood mechanic. and. Yeah, no, uh, that's tricky. It, it's a little tricky, especially hitting enemies, because you can't really aim it while you're moving, so you have to stand still mm-hmm. to hit the enemies, but then 
that gives them ground to hit you. So, a galaxy stands far and above oh, God, the other yeah. two. Uh, but I am still going to try my hand at the other two just uh, to, for the experience, at least. As someone who's played both, I think Galaxy's better than Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I I enjoy just the feel of Galaxy. I enjoy the setting more, and I enjoy... Yeah, I like the setting's my favorite part. I just like the idea that you're in space. Yeah, I mean, Odyssey is a phenomenal game. Oh, absolutely. And I'm probably nostalgia is probably a big part of why I love Galaxy more than any other Mario game. But but I don't know, man. It, it just like feels it just further good. validates it's that good. I know it's so weird because I was like, oh, maybe now that I'm playing Galaxy when I'm much older, it's gonna feel different. But I played yeah. it and I couldn't stop until I finished it. Yeah, no, it's wild how that happens. It's great, but. Yeah, I was I was about to say, is that all we have on 3D All Stars as far as our impressions go? I have nothing else for 3D All Stars. Uh, just gonna keep playing Galaxy, and as we get farther in uh, Sunshine 64, we'll report back on that as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I am sure that for different people, the experience is different because for Galaxy, I, I know I knew most of the stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like I knew. That's probably how I was able to finish it, it so yeah. fast because I've, you know, I've played it before and I know uh, all the tricks. I know the new movement better now that I'm older and better at video games. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it was a lot easier for me to complete it, but it was still really fun uh, because the memories kept flooding back to me when there's something that I kind of remembered, but then when I actually did, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's this galaxy or that yeah, oh, yeah that's this level. Yeah, I'm taking so my I'm time sure, with it more. I'm sure that that's different for people who played the other games as well. I uh, remember Galaxy 2 more than Galaxy 1. So going back and playing Galaxy 1, I'm kind of just taking my time with it. Like, I'm getting all the stars on all the galaxies. I'm mm-hmm. doing basically, I'm basically trying to 100% before I 100% it. Yeah. So like, I'm getting as much star bits as I can. I'm feeding those fat lumas. I'm yeah. doing everything. I'm doing everything I possibly can. So... Also, the spin mechanics, I forgot how fun that is. It's really fun. Because, especially with the ju- the jumping, I think, is more way more fun. Because in Mario Odyssey, you can do some cool stuff with Cappy. But like in Galaxy, you can like do so much stuff. With the gravity mechanics of the planets. I, yeah, I forgot like Mario's little side dismount he does. Like, yeah. It's pretty... It holds up. It holds up, for sure. I was about to say, like the game just... If they charge sixty bucks for Galaxy, I'd probably buy it. Like if it was just it Galaxy, I think, and I think else, you'd have to put I'd... Galaxies one and two in there. But I'd buy it. Okay, yeah. If it's, it was sixty bucks for both Galaxy one and two and a bundle on the Switch, oh yeah, I'm buying that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm still, even though I th- I don't like the other two as much, uh, I'm still excited to keep playing them. You know what else I realized with all three of these games coming what's, out? What's that? Just how much better they are than Super Mario Bros. on the Wii. Just traditional <laughs> 2D platformer. Just Yeah, I mean, about, I was about to say, these games all have a very, very distinct feel from the 2D Mario yeah. games. Uh, with all their, you know, they have much more movement options. And, I don't know, just the... Uh, the bigger worlds that you're able to explore, like 3D Mario is 
uh, very, very, uh, I don't want to say this, it's, it's just very good at making intriguing worlds to explore. Yeah, uh, it really, it that, that, that makes, um, what am I trying to say here? So, I think the 3D aspect of Mario is what allows you to enjoy it to its full potential because there's more to every single world like there's so much stuff in every single galaxy and every single level of mario like yeah it is just packed with content like odyssey galaxy both galaxy games i'm sure sunshine is i'm sure 64 is you can go back as far as time there's just little hidden gems everywhere so all the more for us to enjoy as fans yeah i, I going back to what i said earlier the people who played those specific games i don't know what the population of people is who have played the previous two games and not galaxy um i'd imagine i'd imagine small yeah but there's there there are definitely people out there i was about to say like for people who cherish one game over the other two like we do for galaxy you know it's probably the same feeling for them where you know they're reliving it and they're just you know, obviously, some people still have the means to play these games, mm-hmm. uh, even though we kind of don't. Like, I still have my Wii, but I'm pretty sure I don't have the means to boot it up again. No, yeah, I have no desire to put Mario Galaxy Two in my Wii and like play it. Yeah, but now that's on the Switch, the convenience of that combined with the fact that we haven't played these games in a while, but you know, they're still just recent enough in our memory to where the nostalgia kicks in and that we still know a lot about the games, you know, that's probably a feeling that other people are getting with, you know, 64 and, uh, sunshine as well. So, uh, I'm excited to see, uh, what, what feelings I might develop for these games as I continue along. Agreed. Uh, Sunshine more specifically because it will be brand new to me. Yeah. It's the most mysterious one out there for three. For real. And, you know, Delfino Plaza seems to be a very... Delphine, I think Delfino Plaza might be bigger than the Comet Observatory, so... Might be, uh, probably. You know, there's, some, there's some secrets to discover there as well, so... Yeah, all in all, I'd say Mario 3 All-Stars, if for Galaxy alone, I'd probably give it the score, but I'd say it's a solid 7 out of 10. Yeah, me too. I'd say... Eight. I would say eight just uh, yeah, I'm gonna tack one more on there just because it's Mario. But. Yeah, just because it's Mario. I mean, it's just it's just very convenient to have these games on the Switch, especially you know since they're all from previous console generations that are uh, you know discontinued now. So yeah, but you know the convenience of having 3D Mario on the Switch whenever you want it is definitely I think that's probably the biggest draw of it, even more. Yeah, than Yeah, it the is. That's themselves. the most. It is. It's true. But so yeah, I think that's that's 3D All Stars for now. That's anyway. everything, yeah. And speaking of discontinued, I would like to have well, a moment of silence for the 3DS. If everyone can yes. just stop what they're doing and take a moment of silence. Okay. All right. Thank cool. you. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, the 3DS is dead. Uh, they discontinued it. Yep. They have stopped production on yield 3DS. Gotta it's say, over. it's the end of an era. Looking, looking back now, it uh, you know, it, it definitely was an era. Yeah, it definitely. I'm not. I don't. Do you think it filled the shoes of the DS, or do you? Because it felt more like a, just a continuation of it. 
Yeah, no, the, it, the, the, the D the DS didn't like pass the torch. It was just like it just got like another just got another star on Steam, and you yeah, just I, made, I, <laughs> I almost just feel as if the DS and 3S are just one long legacy. You know? Yeah, I know, right? It's just it it doesn't feel like from 2004 to what 2020. Like that's wild. I was about to say that's For a pretty legend. Nonetheless, that's crazy. a pretty legendary run. It and, is. It's, you know, obviously they. 3DS had some good games. It really did. 3DS definitely had some good games. Uh, Pokemon, just to name one, but of course, some of the best, some of the best Pokemon, in my opinion, Absolutely. was on the 3DS. Oh, yeah, for sure. Was on for the sure. 3DS era because that was, the, I mean, that was the the what the start of 3D. So X and Y, Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here are a few 3DS games that we all that we all. Uh, you all know and love and will cherish. Mario Kart 7, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, New Leaf, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask Remakes, Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Fire Emblem Awakening, Mario and Luigi's about uh, the Mario and Luigi saga, which is one of the most underrated Mario sagas, I think. Donkey Kong Country Returns, Bravely Default 2, X and Y, Sun and Moon, Super Mario 3D World. There's a ton of Super Smash Bros. you can play on 3DS, I think. Right. Yeah, um, and if, and we'll cap that off with a Cat and Toe Treasure Tracker. So all that was those. On 3DS. <laughs> it was. It was on the Switch was... and 3DS. I thought that was on the U. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's the end of an era. Uh, they will not be shutting down online services. I will say that. So it's good for those for those of you who like to play online with your 3DS pals. Uh, you, you still can, but. Still one trade. There are still no more pals who can purchase the 3DS brand new. So yes. those days are over. I mean, I don't even have a 3DS. I have a 2DS. So I, I don't have a 3DS either. I have a DSi. That's the latest DSi. That's the latest DSi I have. I do still have my old DSi. I'm, I might never I my, get rid of that thing. I have a DSi and I have black and white on it. And black and white just turned 10 years old, Tyler. Oh my God. Were we that young when that came out? Yeah, we were uh, nine when Zekrom and Rezoram what made their debut in the Pokemon world, which is <laughs> wild. That's bonkers. Because I remember the I was about to say I definitely got that game when it first came out because I remember the lead up to that. Like I remember the the slow reveal of a new Pokemon uh, after Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Jesus. September 18th of 2010 was when it dropped. That's nuts. I, I can't believe that. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I mean, hey, that's one of the reasons why I don't think I'll ever get rid of my DSi because Black and White, Black and White 2, and Heart Gold, Soul Silver are always games that I can. Too legendary. That I can come back to uh, if I, if need be. Yeah, I was about to say. All the only games I have left on my DS is Pokemon, and it's it's black, black and white. T- it's black, white two, and platinum, and those are the only three I need to be happy for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> right, of course. 3DS, um, we're a thinking salute. of you. I was about a to salute say, a to salute. you. It was a historic run. This is very. It was a good. I was about to say the the era of Nintendo handhelds has kind of merged with the home console now with with the Switch. 
Yeah, it's the end of the DS era, and it's the start of the Switch Lite era. So, do you think? Uh, yeah, I guess Switch Lite technically is the new handheld, but they since they play the same games as the Switch. Switch do you think the era of strictly handheld uh, consoles are over? Because Nintendo kind of had a monopoly on that market anyway. Because like, yeah, you had the DS, the PS Vita. I don't, think, I don't even think Microsoft even delved into that. No, category. they did not delve into that realm. But so it was like Sony and Nintendo with Nintendo far away exceeding Yeah, uh, Sony. The market of of the handhelds. So yes. do you think that Sorry. era is over? Do you think we'll ever see a strictly handheld generation again? Like one with completely separate games from the uh the home console? So Pokemon home console fire emblem home console those are those are those i think are officially here to stay yeah so yeah i think it's animal crossing home console animal crossing i think i think the handheld genre has officially died with the switch nintendo they outdid themselves with this one (laughs) they did they did it'll there's some losses to this though because sure I mean, the handhelds were, of course, cheaper than home consoles, mm-hmm. as well as the games being 20 bucks cheaper. There's already talks of the Switch Lite getting a price cut because of the DS going down. There's also talks of first-party PS5 games being 70 bucks instead of 60 That's crazy. So, 60 crazy. What am I talking about? But yeah, 70 is wild. I was about to say, now with this era of you know relative like in relation to everything else in the market cheap gaming yeah kind of you know coming to an end you know i feel like the some something might be lost in the in the gaming industry because of it i I imagine there are some people who are strictly handheld people yeah Uh, i would definitely imagine there is so you know i don't think it'll massively shake up the no. gaming landscape because it's not like handhelds have been the forefront of gaming, gaming. but uh, like since their home. inception yeah home consoles have always ruled but handhelds have always been the most convenient for sure yeah i mean with now nintendo's kind of combining the two so you can play yeah i was about to say the the, the greatest triple a games you could experience on you know wherever you want to go which is the obviously the main draw of handhelds but i was about to say the game boy turned into the switch so we'll forever have to be thankful for the handheld generation i was about to say without them you know we might never have gotten to the switch so this uh combination of of ideas so yeah it's that and the Wii U. We would never got the Wii U if it weren't for the handhelds. Well, the hey, the Wii U also paved the way for the Switch, so it did. So it's got some it was, positives to it. It was a stepping stone, and you know, probably a necessary one since you know Nintendo has. Well, I actually saw an argument about this on Twitter. What's your view of Nintendo, the current generation of Nintendo? Like, what do you? Are you confident? And uh, does it feel different than when it felt before? In any point in your memory, does it feel different? Because I've seen yeah. some people comparing this era to the Iwata era of Nintendo. I, that, I, I saw the same argument you're talking about, and that's yeah. exactly what I thought of. Yes and no. 
some genres feel different. I think the genre that feels the most different is Pokemon. Yeah, but even then, like that's I feel like that's more of a game freak thing than a yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo specific thing. Nintendo's not helping, I can't imagine, but probably not. I mean, they like money too, so yeah, but yeah, that's more so Nintendo's focus. Like the there's still there's definitely still charm and touch and all that stuff when it comes to Nintendo games, but I it does feel a bit different as a consumer for sure. I, I don't know if everything, I'm the everything's, so, everything's so up in the air these days with Nintendo. You never know what's coming. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I might be the outlier here, but people are talking about how you know how personal the connection they used to feel to Nintendo uh, used to be, and I can certainly see that they're probably the one company, the one gaming company anyway that you probably could feel the most strongly connected to on a personal level. But I don't know. For me, I guess I never truly felt it as much as anyone else did it's like yeah no these games are cool i'm gonna buy them yeah exactly like i i appreciated that nintendo was you know uh forward with its fans and it was you know able to it seemed able to uh communicate with them effectively uh i don't know i don't feel like there was there's too much of a negative change i mean i i can see some people in the comments have been noticing patterns like how, you know, the marketing for Nintendo has mm-hmm. gotten much better. Yeah, way better. The games may have suffered or the games may be... I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that either because I'm still... Like, my level of enjoyment of Nintendo games has stayed pretty consistent throughout yeah. my very short lifespan. Yeah, there are specific games that I have a personal connection to. I don't know if I have personal con- and maybe it'll get there one day because um the uh, the more games you play from one company, you're just like okay, this company rocks. I'll die, I'll ride or die for them any day. But yeah. I'm not there yet because my first console was the GameCube, but I didn't I didn't really start understanding like the true meaning of like what goes into a game until I got the Switch. So yeah. and even then, that was only three years ago. So. I, I, I maybe I've been thinking about it too. Like, I don't know how many more Nintendo consoles I'm gonna buy, but yeah. Hopefully, I mean, by the time I buy my last one, like I'm like, yeah, I'll, I will ride or die for this company. And I kind of already am that because it gave me, gave you games like Breath of the Wild, it gave you Fire Emblem. It's given me literally thousands of hours of entertainment, and I will <laughs> forever be thankful for that. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo doesn't always put out. You know, banger games nonstop, no matter what. They're all there's no always one does. some. I there's was about to say, and they 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 have never always done that. Like even even in the Awada era, there were some you know flukes, bad games. Yeah, but I feel like maybe this is because Nintendo was always of the big three game companies. Nintendo was always the standout. You know, mm-hmm. they they were the outlier. PS4 and Xbox, Sony and Microsoft, they were. They followed a very similar path. They were always kind of competing with each other the most. Yeah. And they were kind of always doing more similar things to each other than Nintendo was. Yeah, we've always said Nintendo doesn't really have a competitor right now. Yeah, they're kind of doing their yeah, own thing, they, but maybe yeah, they kind of these, do their own thing. these changes that people are detecting that they're picking up, maybe this is Nintendo slowly leaning more into that 
you know, they're becoming yeah. less of an outlier and doing more things that are, you know, that the majority of other game company of other huge game companies are doing. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're kind of. I feel like that might be a possibility where they're transitioning uh, to do more of of those uh, things, which you know, again, the marketing has gotten much better. Yeah, uh, for their games, so that's a plus. But there are obviously going to be some downsides to that as well. A lot of yeah, a lot of things that people like about Nintendo are the differences that they have from other game companies. So by maybe conforming more to the status quo, mm-hmm. you might be losing some people. Yeah, even then, um, even that we talked about last week about that poll, like twenty one percent of people have a Nintendo console like they think that's the best so that's one it's still one of every five people and we live in a country with 380 million people that's still like 76 million people that are Nintendo fans so it's still it's very relevant here in the west as they call it but yeah yeah I just think that I don't feel any different playing the games I don't I can't say I feel any different like I still think that I don't know how you can say that because they just three years ago they put out a game of the year. So that's true. I that's what I'm saying. Like my again, my enjoyment of Nintendo games has stayed pretty consistent. And now, like it might this may just because I'm maybe because I am growing more aware and I'm like following games more uh, religiously than yeah, I definitely hey. have in previous years. Obviously because of the podcast, but also just because. It's your interest in it. I was about to say, it's just kind of the thing to do if you're a fan of video games that you follow the development cycles. It's just kind of the norm. And, you know, now, like, I still love the games that they put out. And I even just said in this very podcast episode that I probably won't buy an Xbox now because all the games I could ever want, all the games I could ever want from all the series that I like are on the Switch. So I feel like it's, it might be a generational thing. It may be, you know, different people have lived in different eras and have experienced mm-hmm. it differently, which I feel like is also a kind of a beauty of Nintendo that is still that they still have. They have yeah. such a diverse audience and that can be said for every console, of course. But I feel like in Nintendo, it's the most apparent just because their games vary so much. Like they have so many series that are beloved by different people, different amounts at different times of their lives. So it was just an interesting topic I wanted to bring up. I wanted yeah, no, to it where, definitely is. I want to do a, a relationship evaluation with, with Nintendo, see if we were still on the, see how we all felt. Yeah, but. so, well, all right, so just two quick things before we wrap up here. Rumor. We're back in the rumor mill. Oh, yeah, always. Next Smash DLC going to be revealed in October and I've playable seen, that day. So I, <laughs> I've seen what? some speculation that Fighter Pass Seven is coming soon. Uh, it's been it, Ju- it's about June, so yeah, it's been a while. It's been a bit. Uh, I'd say we're considering what Smith, what Sakurai said. Obviously, plans have likely changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Sakurai. Oh, God, I can't even imagine the stress that Sakurai's under right now. I just like, want to see him in his house again. <laughs> I, want to see, I want to see that he's okay. Mm-hmm. But 
I wouldn't be surprised, considering everything that we're getting now. Yeah. It would not surprise me in the least if we got no. a Smash Bros. character on top of it all. Mm-hmm. Nintendo is really trying to get their stock prices up, so uh, a Smash character would definitely go uh, a long way in that, I think. So, who are we thinking? <sighs> well, I've seen on Twitter, uh, people are saying, uh, it's the Crash Man. It's Crash Man's uh, time. Yeah, I've seen a couple crashes. I'm trying to think if there's anything that they could cross-promote. Have we got... We, so it's been two in a row first party, right? With Min Min and Byleth. It's been Min Min and Byleth. Well, Byleth and Min Min. Yeah, so, yeah. Do we get the three? Even that, I don't know who I've they seen, would put in. I've seen some people talk about a Pokemon rep. That I've seen that, too. I don't so know who would be, though. Probably, probably Cinderace. But... If Sakurai wanted to be creative, he could definitely add something else. He can do Inteleon, too. He could. Inteleon would be cool. You just yeah, shoot s- people. Finger guns of yeah, literally water a, blasts. <laughs> water snake. Yeah, that'd be great. Rillaboom, I feel like, is out. No, he's out. He too terrible of a moveset. Yeah, For but Smash purposes, anyway. I feel like there's got to be some third parties in this. Yeah, what if we got um? Because we have five more characters. Because there's six in this fight. <laughs> for our Pokemon, right? What if we've got like Gym Leader B? Gym Leader B, like the martial artist. Like, what if we just cut her? It'd be oh, different. Shoot. Oh, B. Sorry, I I just thought you said the letter B, but yeah, no. B, the Gym Leader. <laughs> that would be really funny, just seeing a sick. Pokemon trainer. <laughs> Like Pokemon, you're like B is fighting Pokemon trainer, and he's in the background on his little floating platform, commanding his Pokemon, and she just socks Charizard. Yeah, she's got Charizard like a rear naked choke, and he's just <laughs> done. <laughs> that would be fun, but there's no in another in another world maybe, but not this one. Not this one. They could. I've seen some speculation for Pokemon reps. I've seen like maybe another Pokemon trainer, but from a different generation. Who would you want? That's tough. They might do Galar if they want to be like trendy and relevant, but my heart would be probably for Ethan or Brendan. So Gen 2 or Gen 3. <laughs> Brendan Smash. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Brendan. Uh, no. But... <laughs> I'll never, that will never not make me laugh. But considering Pokemon Trainer in Smash is called Pokemon Trainer, yeah, I feel like that's it. And he also has skins that reflect other Pokemon Trainers, so yeah. I feel like that is out. That's but out. Crash, Crash's moveset would need to be very much improvised because he does mm-hmm. not do a lot in his games besides like jump and spin. Yeah, but with the power ups that he does get. And you know the I just the the stuff that's in his games, uh, I feel like Sakurai could totally make a move set for him because Sa- it's Sakurai. He can yeah he can do he whatever he set, wants. He made a move set for Piranha Plant. Yeah, true the plant. So <laughs> he made a move set for Plant. So I think Crash is a good possibility. Uh, it depends on if Sakurai is well, because we got to remember. 
this fighter's pass was made exclusively, or was, the characters were picked exclusively by Nintendo, like the company itself. Mm-hmm. Like the the head honchos probably chose these guys. Yeah, not necessarily Sakurai's call. At least not like it probably still is. Like he still has influence and in, like. Yeah, I imagine he has a say, but he isn't a final decision. I was about to say he can probably like veto stuff if he's like, yeah. dude, I literally like this won't work. But I imagine there's not a lot of characters that he would say that about because he's a creative guy. Dude, I so, cannot put Portal Gun in the game. I don't know I how to make a move set for that. Shell in the game, <laughs> but yeah, well, I. I don't what if know. we just got a What if we got a Monster Hunter character? That would be great. I've I've seen. It, it makes sense. It's back. lining up. It it's is lining, lining up. up. Oh my god, the cross promotion with Rise, of course. Yeah, so it's possible, or maybe that's the eighth, not the seventh, because that's closer to Monster Hunter's release. So yeah, I, I've we, seen. Sakurai just loves video games, so Sakurai loves all video it. games, it seems. So yeah, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, was a speculatory candidate. It has been for a while, like mm-hmm. since. At least I've seen it since like Ultimate's release. So, and there, uh, with all the different weapons you could give the hunter, he has plenty of moveset potential. So, yeah, there's a, there's a ton w- of options. I was about to say, if if Sakurai was informed of this decision and they've been working on it before Rise was announced, maybe they could incorporate the wire bug uh, stuff into it. But has. They probably wouldn't do that because have they ever added a smash rep before their game was released? That's why I'm saying to be the eight. It, I don't was know it, it Corrin like that, or was Corrin's game already released? I can that was check Fire right Emblem Fates, right? Yeah, Fates. No, Fire Emblem. Was it that? I don't remember. Uh, when I'm looking right now. Yeah. Corrin was announced in. Oh, I think we had technical difficulties again right when he was about to say the date. Let's see here. Fireman Fates dropped in 2015. So, a couple months later. Okay, so, yeah. I don't think a Smash character has ever been added before their core game was released. Yeah, and that, so, that was like, let's see, so February to June. So, like, what? Eight, seven, seven eight months? So, it's close, but... No. I was about to say, this could lend the theory, so maybe after Rise well, released. After Rise releases, that that then the Monster Hunter rep could be in. Or they could just make the Monster Hunter rep based on every game till now. Yeah. So that I'd be really you know you guys know I'd be excited if that was the truth, but be thrilled. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'd honestly rather Crash be in. Just because I he really... Does, he deserves it. I, like, Crash or, hell, Spyro, Master Chief, I still think, could get in. Steve. Steve from Minecraft is definitely uh, up on a lot of people's yeah. lists. I, I just want Smash Ultimate to truly... Like, if you ask me who would be in Smash years ago, and, like, in the Wii U era, I wouldn't have been able to say any of these names, but... I mean, hell, Sora might even be in. That might cause... Oh, jeez, that might be it. There's a Kingdom Hearts coming out. <laughs> yeah, there's. There, I was about to say, a new Kingdom Hearts game is coming out. You know, not a main series one, but still. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. 
I try to find patterns and justify what I'm saying, but I just truly don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of options. We'll say it. Yeah, I mean, third party, I don't have a whole lot of uh, connection with a lot of them. Like Crash, no. I never played his games. Spyro, never played his games. I've played one Halo. Uh, I haven't played a single Kingdom Hearts game. Minecraft is one of my favorite games of all time, so that's an outlier. But I don't know. I just feel like Smash deserves like how far Sakurai has gone and the team have gone to implement these already crazy characters like Banjo and Cloud and all these characters from different third parties. Hero, uh, Joker. Joker was wild. Yeah, I mean, Smash has really just become just a culmination a, of so many a celebration people, of yeah. so many people working together. Just a celebration of video games. Uh, you know, obviously with Nintendo bias, but I kind of just wanted to end on that role you know it's so you want of, to be you want to be third party from here on out no no but i do want you know i want i want as many third parties as they uh are able to get in i know? do too because where do you go after ultimate like like if this is truly the last smash game that we're gonna get and it's just gonna be ported from here on out first uh, of all as yes, <laughs> yeah, of course, I would totally buy it every single time just because that. Yeah, and you just add and you just add characters along the way. It's ultimate. Like, where do you go from here? I, I guess so, because I guess there's nothing really stopping them from porting it and then adding more characters down the line. If Sakurai even stays on the project, like I would, no I wouldn't be surprised if he retires to a tropical island after this game forever. Yeah, and just and just like makes Kirby games for the rest of his life. <laughs> just makes Kirby games by himself. Yeah, he just he's like develops them all by himself. He's like, yes, I'm finally happy. But uh, I don't know. This this episode has been a lot of rambling for me, and I'm just going to leave you with I have no idea. But third parties, I'd probably well, I'd probably prioritize third parties just because yeah of that dream I have of looking at that character select screen and just seeing so many like it's huge seeing how many franchises can be brought together because no other game series is going to be able to do that there are crossovers but this game is just the infinity war of video games it is and and the end game it's both of them and if that can be taken to its logical extreme then i say they should go for it i think so too and with that i have one more thing what's up just one um it was on twitter i don't know how legit it is but all right so, we got this covered, re- reported, that Tom Holland is in consideration to play Link in a live-action Zelda Netflix series. And before I go any further, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, memes about We Got This Covered saying that they are just a horrible news outlet. But I'll give them credit with this. They did say that The Witcher was getting a second season before production even started. So, they did get that right. But... Tyler, why would you spend an enormous amount of money on an actor who is not going to say a word in your Netflix series? I mean, the name alone, considering how famous Tom Holland has become through the MCU, and I was like, he's, I, he's probably the he's probably the most famous MCU person right now. Right like that's now? still actively in the MCU. Yeah, and you know, I just saw a trailer for him in another movie. Uh, 
I forget entirely what it was called, but I remember that it was yeah. him, which is, I think, the point of casting popular actors nowadays. Because even if, like, they them being in the movie alone is going to draw people in to see it. I don't... I agree, but I don't see Tom Holland... I don't want a British link. Yeah, no, I don't think he's going to... Well, he... As, as he's shown in Spider-Man, he can do... He, he can he, do it. But... He can do an accent, but... I don't know, as Link? I feel like Tom Holland's talents could be used yeah. far better than as Link, to be honest. I'd rather just get... like. Do we even know if Tom Holland knows anything about Legend of Zelda? Because when Henry Cavill got casted to play Geralt, like, he had played all the Witcher games and read all the Witcher books. He read, like, he's a fan. Say, he, read, he read the books that the games were based on. Like, yeah, he's a dedication. fan. Like, that's a fan. Like That's who I want someone like that to play Link. Because I, not, I want they, someone who has never been, I, well, I don't say never, has has never been in the movie business before, because that might not be the best decision. Oh. But, I mean, I don't know if you, I just don't know if you need a star to, like a, a superstar to play Link, you know? You, you need a superstar to play Zelda. That's what you oh need. Oh my god, for sure. You need a superstar to play Zelda. Like you can bring in people, like famous people, to play the supporting characters. Yeah. I feel but like it, that'll be, an, that would be an interesting dynamic, like... There's you so have... many timelines, too. Like, where would you even take it? Yeah, where would you put it? Like, would you retell one of the stories of the games? <laughs> As we've seen, a lot of video game stories don't translate well into movies, or if they do, movie companies don't really do them justice very yeah. often. Yeah, and even then, it's Netflix, so it would be a Netflix series. So Netflix yeah. knows what they're doing. They've produced good stuff before. I mean, Netflix I is hit or, hit or miss, but still, they have yeah, no. good stuff. So, I, I like The Witcher, and that's the closest it's been. That's the closest we can get to a Zelda without it being Zelda. But yeah, I just so, <laughs> the timelines thing. Just imagine hitting the first episode, the screen's black, it opens up. We're in Wind Waker. Holland's three eleven wearing a green, <laughs> wearing, a, wearing a blue fishing cap. It's Holland cool. Holland's on his knees. He's got shoes on his knees to look like he's tiny, and he's just riding the King of Red Lions around. And like a giant bird just comes swooping in, steals his sister. And he's like, "Oh my god!" And that's how the episode ends. A Zelda Netflix series in its in and of itself has got to be challenging to make, right? I want it to be animated. Like you don't have to do live action. Oh, for sure. Like animated would be amazing. Again, still a ton of work, but probably easier Better on the story suited. front. And you get voice actors. Like, yeah, you know, voice it, actors could be super. Uh, I feel like voice actors would be better than right than like actual actors in a Zelda series. Yeah. And it's set, and the report had 2022 as a date for a release. They could have been working on it for a while, so yeah. But again, I, I you need your superstar doesn't have to be Link. Your superstar yeah. has to be Zelda. You need to get someone to oh, Zelda. I was about to say it's the Legend of Zelda, so superstar's got to be Zelda. Yeah, and where the timeline would be, um, recency bias alone says just put it in Breath of the Wild, but I don't know how yeah. good of a game that would be because there's no one, like literally there's no Literally everyone's dead, and you'd have to tell the story of what happened before the Calamity, and we already have a game for that, so. It's true. So I don't know what timeline you'd put in that would make the they most sense. They could make a, a wholly original Zelda, Zelda thing, which would be super weird. Yeah, Ocarina, Twilight, those are possible... Because it's There's really hard. Timelines. Like games have great stories, but it's really hard to translate like the ga- the time you spend playing the game mm-hmm. into a movie format. Yeah. Because most of the time we spend playing in games is like going through levels or dungeons or whatever. 
And then yeah. in, in between those moments, that's when the story happens. There are some games that obviously kind of work around this where the story is much more uh, into the gameplay, but Zelda is not one of those games. No, it's not. So it'd be tough. It would be tough. But that is that's an interesting uh, an interesting idea to end on today, I think. It is, it is for sure, and that's all I have. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in once again this week. Uh, we're Oh, it's stocks rising on the show. So thank you to everyone who has tuned in and continues to tune in week and week. Uh, we're glad you guys are here, and we hope that you spread the word. And in order to do that, you're going to need to know what our socials are. So you can either write this down when I say it or just check the description below. Uh, Twitter, at SwitchUpPod. Instagram, SwitchItUpPodcast, underscores in between each. Uh, email is in the description below as well if you just want to send suggestions or whatever we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing polls and stuff soon we're still waiting for everything to catch up ain't everything to catch up uh we'll probably we are getting closer to doing more of that personal account at cold underscore more on both twitter and instagram uh personal for me at t samson 11 on instagram at tyler samson on twitter uh that's where we'll be putting up polls for uh whenever and once in a blue moon we put up a poll for community uh, centered mm-hmm. episodes, uh, which may be coming down the line. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, just sticking with us through all these uh, crazy developments that have been happening. Yeah. Uh, literally tomorrow, there could be some monumental announcement and we would have to cover it on the next episode. Yeah, so we're glad you guys keep coming back. And with that said, if you... Are interested in Tokyo Game Show and and Age of Calamity? We are going to be doing a lot of stuff on that, so make sure you tune into that and then come back to us to hear what we have to say. And if you want to tell us what you think of it all, please, please do that. Let's say tag us on, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up in the DMs. We'll be happy to discuss video games mm-hmm. with whoever. Anybody. As I would say, with whoever uh, would like to uh, to discuss. So, with that said. One last big thank you to everybody for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one. Have a good one, gamers. Talk to you guys later.